0: First of all, let me say Happy Father's Day to all the men. And uh, right after, at the end of service here, we'll hand out your uh, gift for today. We just wanted to say Happy Father's Day and give you a little gift of appreciation to all our men. That's a pretty nifty little flashlight here. You can hook it on. It's down there. Uh, It'll hook on your... It'll clip onto your clothes and uh, it'll be all that wonderful. Thank you. And I even took the time to fill all of these with batteries in them for you. So uh, they've already got Energizer batteries. How cool is that? So they'll last a little while. But you can clip that sucker anywhere. It's got a little clip on it. It's a five inch little uh, LED light. So you can take that and put it somewhere. I don't know. If you're like me, you know, you're sitting there at your easy chair or whatever chair you call it, and every once in a while, if you're like me, you reach over, grab the reading glasses, put them on, and you're trying to read something and it's still dark, you may, turn a, you may have a lamp, but if you don't, you can just sit there and boom, you know, and you've got something that you can see it with, but uh, we'll have those for you available at the end of service. You know, last week we began a series called The Path, talking about traveling down the road. Uh, last week, I don't know if you remember, but I said that if you go north, if you get out on here on I-49 and you start going north, eventually you're gonna get to Canada, right? Eventually, you're gonna get to Canada. You can, you can have all the intentions to go to the beach. I mean, you can pack your sunscreen, you can, you can pack your, uh, your uh, sunglasses and your swimsuit and your beach towel and and all the sand toys and all that good stuff you can have all the intentions in the world to go to the beach but if you get out here and you go north you're going to canada that's all there is to it because the direction that you are headed is going to determine i'm sorry it's going to determine your destination So today, here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about sometimes when we get on a course, when we get going on a path, when we get going a direction, sometimes we have to make a detour. (laughs) You ever seen that sign before? We all love those signs, don't we? Because you have a plan. I mean, you have a purpose. You're headed down the road. You're going where you want to go. You just think, man, I'm going to get there. And all of a sudden, you see that gorgeous, beautiful orange sign that's got the big letters on it with an arrow saying detour. It's like, oh, man. Because you know what that means, right? Right? That detour is going to take you in a completely different direction that you weren't expected, that you weren't looking for. It's going to take you in a long direction, out of your way, out of your path. But why do they put that detour sign there? Because there's danger up ahead, right? Or there's a problem up ahead. There's something up ahead. And so they're telling you, you need to make a course correction because if you don't, you could possibly run into danger, right? Right? And so that's what we're going to talk about today, making a course correction. Making a course correction. We can be on the road, we can be on the path, the path that we think is the right path, but yet when we see danger up ahead, sometimes in our life, we need to make a course correction. If you have your Bibles, go with me to Proverbs chapter 27. I'm going to read one verse today, it's our text. One verse, number 12. But before we read this verse, I want to read a few verses in Proverbs to help make my point today. And I want you to see if you can identify the word that appears twice in these two verses. I'm going to begin at verse uh, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. Um, go ahead and go to Proverbs 27 and just, and just stay there. I'm going to read these other Proverbs really quickly. Uh, Proverbs 27 is our, is our text. Proverbs 27. We'll be there the whole time today. But here's just a few quick verses. Listen to these real quick. and They're on the screen. Look at, I'll just read them off the screen. For receiving instruction in prudent behavior, doing what is right and just and fair, for giving prudence to those who are simple knowledge and discretion to the young. Do, do you see the word that appeared twice, once in each verse? Prudence. Prudent. You know what that word means? It's to know what to do, to exercise good judgment, or having just common sense. <laughs> you know, we don't use this word much, but the book of Proverbs uses it a lot, right? And so listen to these other verses. Uh, Proverbs 19, 25, all of these are going to be on the screen. Flog a mocker, and the simple will learn prudence. Rebuke the discerning, and they will gain knowledge. Proverbs twelve sixteen says... Fools show their annoyance at once, but the prudent overlook an insult. Proverbs 14, 15. The simple believe anything, but the, what? Prudent give thought to their steps. I think you can say this together here. Ready? Proverbs 22, 3. The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. Now look at our text, and I want you to... What I just read to you, the prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going. That's Proverbs chapter 22, verse 3. Now look at our text, Proverbs 27, verse 12. The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going. What? what? Did I really just read the same words twice? Is that proverb really in there twice? Yes. Yes. It's in chapter 22, it's here in chapter 27, our text. The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. This is our text today. It's the exact same proverb, it's recorded a second time. Now, why would God record this proverb twice? Exactly, exactly. I mean, don't you think that if God let it appear in Proverbs twice, don't you think that he put it there for a reason? Don't you think that he knew that the people would need to hear this and understand it and take it to heart? You know, here's what I think. Proverbs is a book about wisdom, right? We all know that. And I believe that God put this verse in here twice because he felt like it was something important for you to hear. Listen to it again. Prudence, see danger and take refuge but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. You know, rem- I want you to understand, our path that we are on, it's very important, right? The road that we choose in life will determine our destination. The question is, how do you choose the right path? I don't know about you, but that's, that's, that's sometimes that's difficult, right? You know, I gave you a fork last week. Does anybody remember those? I gave you a fork. I told you to put it somewhere that you could remember that fork. If you had to, tie it around a string, put it on a mirror, do something with that fork. Whenever you see that fork, you know that you're sometimes going to come to a fork in the road. How do I choose and make the right decision? How do I decide where I'm supposed to go? What direction God has for me? How do I figure out what path that I should be on? And in some cases, how do you figure out what path to get off of? Do you hear what I'm saying? And what this proverb is telling us is the primary difference between the prudent and the simple is not what they see, but how they respond to what they see. Do you hear the difference? Look at it again. Proverbs 27, 12. The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. So the thing is, both of them see danger. Both of them see a problem. Both of them realize that there is something wrong, but one responds by taking a detour and the other keeps going in hopes that the danger will never arrive. Let me tell you something. You can't just act like an ostrich, put your head in the sand, and just believe that everything will just go away if you ignore it. Woo, did you hear what I said? You can't just put your head in the sand and just believe that everything will go away. If you just ignore it, it just won't, it just won't happen. That's not the way it happens. It's not the way life happens. If you see danger, the Bible says that the prudent take refuge. They go a different direction. They take another course. It's the simple people that just keep going the direction that they're headed, and they realize that eventually it's going to cause a, a, a trouble, and they're going to pay the penalty for it. How do you choose the right path? Number one, the prudent make course corrections. How many of you have ever ignored detour signs? <laughs> it didn't turn out so good, did it? How many of you ever remember that uh, there was an old, and this, this wasn't about a detour, but it's about listening to a GPS. There was an old commercial uh, several years ago, right? I mean, right when right after GPS first came out. And it's this guy, and it's saying he was listening to his GPS, and it was telling him what to do, but he went the opposite direction, and he ran right into a building. You know, uh, you know, there's times, there's things, there's signs in our life that's telling us things to do, telling us the right things to do, the right places to go. But yet we tend to ignore those, and we do what we're going to. Here's the thing. If you want to know what the right path is, sometimes you have to make course corrections, you have to do or whatever you see or hear. You have to listen to those things. People will pour into your life. God is going to tell you. He's going to give you direction. He's going to give you guidance. And sometimes when we come to that fork in the road, we have to know that we have to take a different direction. We have to go a different place. Yeah, but this looks so much greener. It looks so much prettier. It's such a better path. But yet the problem is we don't see all the danger that's up ahead necessarily. Or sometimes we see the danger and we're like, man, that danger looks pretty good. You know, it looks wonderful. And God's screaming at you, take a different direction. Take a different direction. Change course. Change your position. Move merge, get out of the way, take a detour, right? It's time for you to see the danger ahead, say this behavior, this habit, this relationship, this whatever you want to name it it is, it, it is leading me somewhere that's going to hurt, so I'm going to get off of this path and I'm going to get on a better one, amen? Amen. You know what the prudent do? The prudent make course corrections, but you know what the prudent, the, the simple does, as what uh, Solomon says? The simple keep right on going. You see, when a prudent person senses that a relationship is moving in an unhealthy direction, they do something. They, they, the simple keep going. When a prudent person sees trouble on their financial horizon, they do something. The simple, they just keep spending. When a prudent person realizes that God is the most important person in the universe and the relationship with him isn't growing, they do something about it. But the simple keep doing whatever they were doing that took their time away from God. Now just to be clear. Just to be clear here, look at the second half of that proverb. It says, the simple keep going and pay the penalty. The penalty for what? For refusing to act on what they see. Amen? Amen. They pay the penalty because they see no connection between the choices of today and the experiences of tomorrow. They overlook the fact that every path has a destination. Sometimes you have to make a detour. Amen? Sometimes you have to make a detour. The really sad part about not making course corrections, not only does the simple person himself pay a penalty, but often a lot of people around him pay a penalty too. How many times do we hear about people either in Hollywood or ministers or maybe even people that we know that have moral failures? They end up committing adultery or whatever. What happens? It doesn't just affect them, but it affects everyone, right? And and we don't even have to use that as anything. We can use anything. What about when people get behind the wheel and they've had too much to drink? It doesn't necessarily affect just them, does it? It affects all the families and the lives that they. You see, there's a lot of times our choices that we make, it don't just affect us. Do you hear what I'm saying? It affects the family. It affects other families. It affects the church. It affects maybe our co-workers, maybe people that we are around. Our decisions can affect not just us, but it affects others. That's why it's so important that when we see danger ahead, that we make course corrections and we change the path and we go do the things that we are supposed to do. But after hearing this, none of us want to be called a simple, right? None of us want to be a simple But no matter how old you are and you see a problem in the future because of your path, you need to get off that path. If you don't, you are simple. So how do you choose the right path? Here's the third thing. Prudent people know that it's not what they see that makes a difference. It's what they do. Can I say that again? Prudent people know that it's not what they see that makes a difference. It's what they do so they do things they make course corrections here are four ways that you need that you can make course corrections in your life the first one's simple you do something (laughs) do you hear what i'm saying you may have heard me say this before if you always do what you always did you always get what you always got pretty simple if you always do what you always did, then you're always going to get what you always got. The results are always, always the same. If you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, you're always going to get the same results. I don't care how many times you try it. You know, they say that it took Thomas Edison about a thousand times before he got the light bulb. If he kept doing the same thing he did the first time, it had took him more than a thousand times. Do you hear what I'm saying? He had to change course as he was creating this beautiful, wonderful thing that we call electricity. Last night, we were over at my parents' house and all of a sudden electricity went out. Anybody ever got that? We get a message from OGE that says, you have an outage. Duh. Am I right? <laughs> no, I was just sitting here in the dark thinking, I wonder why my lights aren't working. So... Anyway, so they gave us an estimated time. So we're sit, we gone outside because it's cooler last night outside, and we're sitting outside waiting. And so the time that was supposed to happen doesn't get there, and they they send you have a new estimated time of I think it was nine o'clock. It's like oh man. So after about two hours of waiting for electricity, come on. It finally came on and I was so grateful, right? We love this thing called electricity but if Thomas Edison had done the same thing over and over and over and over again, what's going to happen? He's going to get the same bad results over and over and over again. So as he's trying to create something that's great and wonderful that we love what did he have to do? After every failure he did what? He created a new course. He changed directions to try to figure out what the problem is when we see danger ahead, we need to make a course correction. Do you hear what I'm saying? Amen? You're going to be going down a path, a path in your life. You're going to see danger ahead. Make a course correction. Do something different. If you always do what you always did, then you will always get what you always got. If the road that you are on is leading to destruction, get off the road. Amen? Amen? You do something. You take action. You step off off a path and you get on another one. Now I know it's not always easy because we're creatures of habit, are we not? How many like the comforts? How many of y'all got comfortable sitting in your seats here at church until you came in this morning and you saw that pastor had done goofed up the seats again? Now why would he do that to me? Can I tell you? It affected me too. But it's kind of nice to get something different, right? Some of you are going, I didn't even realize you'd the seats until now. You said something, you know. But we get we're, we are creatures of comfort. We get used to something a certain way and we like it, right? Can I tell you that that, that can sometimes create dangers? That can sometimes create problems because... We get so comfortable with where we're at and what we're doing. You know, we, if, we're, if you're traveling down a road and it's a straight road and it's pretty comfortable, you kind of enjoy, you just kind of sit back, you kind of relax, you know, you kind of get moving. And all of a sudden, danger up ahead and you're like, oh no, what do I do? Change direction. Right? Right? Because there's danger. You don't want to fall into that danger. You don't want to get impacted by that danger. You need a change correction. People do something when they want to change direction. We naturally do what we're used to doing. If we're used to overeating guess what overeating feels natural to us if we're used to losing our temper losing our temper is natural to us if we're used to looking at pornography on the internet then that's what is natural to us momentum carries us in the same direction so to change direction means you almost always give up something do you hear what i'm saying that's the second thing If you want to make a course correction in your life, you have to give up something. Think about it this way. When you see danger, it almost always requires sacrifice, which is why we don't do it. And here's the ironic part. When prudent people act, they often look foolish. They do things that others aren't doing. They swim against the stream. They act as if then is now and change course before the wall ever hits them or they ever hit the wall. And when you behave prudently, you usually will suffer embarrassment. That's my third thing. You must be willing to suffer embarrassment. Can I tell you, sometimes it's okay to be different. You ever, you ever parents said, well, if everybody jumped off the bridge, you, would you do it too? You know what I'm saying? You ever heard that? I heard it all my life. If all your friends were going to jump in front of a car, and I'm thinking, why would my friends jump in front of a car? Why would my friends jump off of a bridge, you know? But, but there's some truth to that, right? Think about it. If everybody was doing that, would you do that too, if you knew? If there's a hot pan on the stove and you knew it was going to burn you, would you touch it on purpose? What do we normally do? We change course. We go get the pot handle, put it on our hands hopefully and we go pick it up. Now this morning biscuits were hot and I reached and grabbed me a biscuit. It wasn't that bad. But some people would be like, man give me a plate, give me a napkin, give me something. Some people have more sense than I do. But sometimes you got to be willing to suffer embarrassment. Why? Because nobody else is doing it. Several years ago, Before 2008, the economy seemed to be doing pretty good. Everyone was buying, they were enjoying life, the housing market was booming, builders were building faster than they could sell because people were buying. Some people could see danger ahead and they started saving instead of buying. Then in 2008, remember what happened? The bottom fell out. And people were losing their shirts. The market dropped and businesses were filing for bankruptcy. Those that were saving during this time didn't seem so foolish after all, did they? They were pretty smart. You see, when you decide to change course, you might suffer embarrassment because nobody else is doing it. And just because everyone is doing it doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. Do you hear what I'm saying? And the fourth thing is you can just breathe a sigh of relief. At some point, I promise you, when you change course, you're going to be able to breathe easier. You're going to be able to just realize that God just saved you from destruction. This proverb kind of reminds me of the story of the three little pigs. <laughs> remember that story? Anybody remember that story? story of the three little pigs. You know. Uh, one builds his house out of straw, one builds his house out of sticks, and when the big bad wolf comes along, he huffs and he puffs and he blows their houses down. You know, Solomon would probably call these two pigs simple pigs. <laughs> but the third pig in this story was a prudent pig. He built a house out of bricks. Why? Because he saw danger coming and he built a refuge. We all know that life is going to bring us challenges. challenges. When we are facing a fuel challenge right now, gas prices keep going up, food prices are going up, you can't get some items even, but eventually, listen to me, there's going to be a time when those prices go down again. Prudent people plan for it. If you're married, some type of challenge is going to stretch and strain your relationship at some point. Prudent people know that so they don't take their marriages for granted. They work on them in the good times so they have more strength to weather the bad times. Do you hear what I'm saying? You see, it's time that we set priorities for our life. We can't control everything that happens in our life, but we can make the important ones a priority. Here's an order that I, that I, believe, that I believe you should work on. Spiritual, relational, moral physical financial first and foremost you need to make god and your time with him number 1 i can't emphasize this enough matthew chapter 6 verse 33 but says seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you as well go back to that verse please but seek First, you notice that Jesus didn't, this is the words of Jesus, he didn't put that, he didn't say, hey, whenever you get around to it, will you put your relationship with God in there somewhere? He didn't say that, did he? Jesus tells us, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and then he sums it all up and he says, and all these things will be given to you as well. In other words, everything else will be given to you after that. Can I tell you that we could stop here at this priority and just say put God first and everything else is going to fall into place. And I could tell you that, and I could say that, and I believe that if you put God first in your life, make Him, number one, the top of your list, the top of your priority, and make sure that you have a solid relationship with Him, then I promise you that whenever you come to a point in your life, you come to a time in your life that you see danger up ahead, I promise you the voice of God will speak to you, and He will tell you it's time to make a course correction. Do you hear me? Because he loves you and he cares for you. He wants more for you than you ever possibly could imagine. So when you see those dangers ahead, he's going to tell you, it's time to make a course correction. It's time to change direction. Put God first in your life. If we loved God enough, we'd actually spill our influence over into our families, our church, into our community. Take one last look at our proverb today. The prudent see danger and take refuge. But the simple keep going and pay the penalty. Here's your homework for this week. First of all, be sure to come back next week. It's pretty good, isn't it? I'm going to show you that your heart matters. You hear what I'm saying? I'm going to show you that your heart matters. The next thing is be sure to continue reading the book of Proverbs If you haven't got started, it's not too late. You've still got lots of time. Read at least one chapter a day of Proverbs. Start with chapter one. Go through the book of Proverbs. Every single day, just read a book of... You need wisdom for your life, and the best way to get wisdom is to read Proverbs. We all need wisdom. The third thing this week, join us on Wednesday nights for Connect Groups. We have Bible study in here for the adults. And Roll Rangers and Girls Ministries and the Student Center for our students. Let me tell you something, you need more than just one day a week. That's just plain and simple. If you're not reading your Bible, if you're not praying, if you're not talking to God, you need more than just one day a week. I I would say that if you're reading your Bible and talking to God, you need more than one day a week coming to fellowship with God's people. Amen? And the last thing is make some sort of course correction in your life. If you're seeing danger ahead, there could be some of you right now that you're looking at danger. I don't know what it could be. I I have no idea. Maybe you're looking at a health crisis in front of you. You need to make a course correction. Maybe you're looking at a relationship crisis in front of you. You need to make a course correction. Maybe you're looking at a financial disaster in front of you. You need to make a course correction. Whatever it is, whatever that you are facing, that you see up ahead, it's time to make a course correction today. Maybe in your spiritual walk, maybe in your spiritual life, you see danger ahead, and God's speaking to you right now. He's saying it's time to make a life change. It's time to change your life. The road that you're on is not the road you need to be on. Get off of it. Make a detour. You know when uh, when I was uh, starting out in ministry, I helped a friend of mine. He had started a he he, had, he was a youth pastor at a church not far from where I lived, and we the youth group's name was Detour. And uh, on the back of his business cards, he had a little saying on there. It says, if you're headed, in the, uh, if you're headed to a, a, on the road that leads to destruction, then it's time to make a detour in the Lord's direction. Can I just tell you this morning that if you're headed towards something, some kind of destruction in your life, make a detour. Make a detour. Don't wait till tomorrow to make that detour. Make that detour today. Do you hear what I'm saying? Do it now. Don't, don't have regrets later down the road. Make a detour today. Amen. Can we all pray? I want to pray for you this morning. God, I just pray for everyone here. God, I just pray for everyone that's here in this house, in this place. God, I pray that you would just touch their hearts, move upon their lives. God, if there's anybody here that needs to make a course correction, then I pray today is the day that they make that correction. Today is the day that they change course. Today is the day that they decide that they no longer want to be going the direction they're headed, but they want to change and make a life change. Lord God, if there's there's danger up ahead in a relationship, in their finances, in their their spiritual walk, in their health, whatever it is, God, I pray that they make that course correction today. And they say, I'm not going to go down this path no more. I'm going to be prudent and I'm going to make the right decision. I don't want to be simple. I want to be prudent. I want to make the right decisions. I want to do the things that God wants me to do. Go to the places that God wants me to go to. That as they see a detour, God, they will take that detour. Because you're, you're screaming it from the top of your lungs. Change course. Change course. Lord, I pray for those today. With all heads bowed, eyes closed this morning. Maybe you're here or you're watching online. And you say, I need to make a course correction. I need to begin by making Jesus my Lord and Savior. If that's you, I want you to say this prayer with me. I want all of us here today to say this prayer after me. Say, dear Jesus, I admit that I am a sinner. I confess that I need a Savior. Today I give my heart to you. Come into my life and make me clean. I want to serve you. I give my life to you. I am no longer my own. But I am yours. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you said that prayer, I want you to be sure to let someone know. We want to help you on your spiritual journey. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Amen. And we want to be a part of it. Let us walk with you in this journey. Lord, so good. Amen. 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 I uh, want to give you a few announcements before we go this morning. Uh, our ushers will be at the back to receive your tithes and offerings, or we have a, uh, an offering box out in the foyer on the wall that you could drop it in there, or you could also give online as well. We have multiple options I want to remind you that youth tonight at 6 o'clock, and then also our ladies are planning a tropical party on July 9th. There's a sign-up sheet and an information sheet for each of you to pick up, and let us know that you are attending. There's a cost of $6, and you can sign up for it at the Information Center. Uh, That's for any lady that would like to come, and uh, so uh, they're going to have a great time. They've been ordering stuff, getting prepared, getting ready for it, and so... I just want to say that yesterday, I don't know if anybody else did, but I had a wonderful time Amen. in the park. And uh, if if you would like to join us, we're going to try to make this a a monthly uh, thing. We are making some uh, transitions in ministry in this in our church. Uh, next month will be the last. Uh, food pantry as we know it okay uh, we, that doesn't mean that we won't have food available anymore we're just changing the way we're doing it we did some studying we did some praying we did some thoughts and there are 28 other food pantries that do a monthly distribution in the city limits of Fort Smith alone that's not counting Van Buren Greenwood all these other places that have food pantries that's not even counting Barling that I know of at least two food pantries So we're going to do something just a little bit different and make some changes. I will let you know the details uh, coming up. We are still going to have food available for you or any family members that you know of that, that are in need. We're not completely doing away with a food pantry. Just the way that we distribute the food is changing. And so we will give you details on that. If you have any questions about that, you can ask me and I'll be happy to answer any questions possible. We want to, as a church, to utilize those resources and those times to go outside of these walls and to minister to people outside of the church. Um, one of the things that we noticed in the food pantry, we would, we would go to put groceries in someone's trunk, and we'd have to move food out of the way that they had received from other pantries just to put ours in there. So we felt like there is a lot of other churches already doing this type of ministry There's not as much of a need in this area right now. If at some point down the line the need arises to go back to doing the way we are doing, we will consider going back to doing that. But as of right now, we are changing the way that we are doing the food pantry distribution. And uh, so we are going to concentrate more on The food side to family or friends that you may have and we will help you in any way. If you hear of somebody that's in need, you contact us. Let us know. We will have food. We will take to them and we will help uh, your family, your friends in this manner. Uh, uh, The other thing is we want to do more things like we did yesterday going outside going to parks we've talked about different things maybe going to a laundromat and and helping pe- minister to people there uh maybe uh you know going out to a park and doing snow cones one day going out and distributing hot dogs again going downtown and just trying to get out more and do more outside of these four walls instead of asking people to come to us we want to go to them And minister to them. So that is some things that we are doing. So I wanted to let everyone know and be aware of what we are doing. Like I said, if you have any questions that you would like to ask, you can feel free to ask me and I will try to hopefully explain it maybe a little better uh, than just a a quick message here at the end of service. I want to, if we could, uh, could we have uh, maybe a couple of guys help me hand these out and uh, to all the men Don't everybody jump at once. (laughs) Our ladies can do it. If y'all want to help, that's fine too. Here, no. (laughs) You may have to grab, I don't know, hands full, I don't know. As you can see, it works pretty good. I dropped this one and it's still working. How's that? I'm going to wear mine with pride. Woo! I can see. (laughs) Any, Any other guy need one? Everybody got one? All right, you got two of them. <laughs> Look, it even shines on the ceiling. It's pretty good. Um, David Cox, you pray over our offering, sir. Father, we thank you for this day. God, we thank you for your blessings in our lives. Open up so many doors for us. God, I ask you to continue to bless this church. As we bless this community, God, that you will help us to reach out and to touch lives. God, that you'll bless this offering. You'll bless those that give. We ask in your name. Amen. Amen. Uh, Y'all have a wonderful week. We'll see you back here Wednesday night. And uh, I want to say thank you to Jessica for leading us in worship the last two weeks. We appreciate it so much. And so thank you. So. So. Y'all have a wonderful week. We will see y'all Wednesday night.